0: talk line network radio america's longest running jewish broadcast network the voice of the jewish community
1: welcome to the podcast
0: and now you're listening to talk line with zev brenner america's premier jewish broadcast on the air since 1981 you're listening to talk line with zev brenner america's premier jewish broadcast on the air since 1981 and now here's your host And we're back. It's always a pleasure to have one of the I, – I, he's a top-ranking, yarmulke-wearing uh, individual in the police department of New York. We're very pleased that he's there in such an important position. And he's a good friend of the Jewish community. Obviously, he's a very important part of the Jewish community, and he's always there, and he does such important work. Inspector Richard Taylor, commander of the NYPD, thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you, Zeph.
0: Thank you. So the news coming out today was how a major tragedy was averted by the arrest of two individuals who had weapons and guns and were looking to kill Jews in the metropolitan New York area. Tell us about the arrests. I know it's combined with the FBI. Tell us about what happened.
1: So actually, just before I start, I just want to say that I told my, my wife, my kids that I'm going to be on your show and they get always get excited when I come on your show. And they looked at your website and they saw that just before me, you had the non Jewish nanny, Adriana Fernandez. I think they got much more excited by her than by me.
0: <laughs> well, I'm uh, well, we're excited when she was on, but you're always excited to have on there because you do so much for all of us. But uh, for your children, you know, yes, uh, she's a TikTok sensation, but you're also a TikTok sensation that you make. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and you as well as uh yeah, you, you always have a, uh, a great lineup, very entertaining and very, very informative. So thank you for everything that you do. Thank you. We had a very serious, uh, very serious situation last night. Uh, we got, obviously, it's still an active investigation. So um, just to be as direct as possible, as informative as possible to your listeners, we had very serious, very credible information that there was an individual to individuals seeking to do serious harm to the Jewish community to the guys to the Jewish community that had to be stopped. Uh, we got to work right away our joint terrorist task force consisting of multi agencies including the NYPD, the FBI, Port Authority police, many federal partners did a lot of work on this immediate work on this, which as you said, led to the arrest, uh, two people who certainly, certainly were looking to do harm to, to the Jewish community.
0: Well, tell us about these it's two fun. individuals because they had, one of them had a gun, they had knives. Um, I don't know what else they found with them. So perhaps you could tell us who they are and, wh- and where we're holding in the investigation. Did they have we other people uncover, that were involved with?
1: We did uncover, uh, an illegal Glock 17 firearm with 30 round and a 30 round magazine as well as a large hunting knife. Other items that are concerning the regards to you know doing harm to people. These uh, these individuals were certainly intent on causing tremendous, tremendous harm and again the great work of the Joint Terrorist Task Force, our federal partners, NYPD, the MTA, we were able to make arrests and stop it. That's what it's about. It's about sharing information, it's about teamwork. I just wanted for the viewers to the listeners, I just wanted to put a phone number out here. We have a Counterterrorism hotline, 888 NYC Safe. Again, the phone number is 888 NYC Safe, which is 888 692 7233. That phone number is directly to the NYPD's Intelligence Counterterrorism Bureau. If there's anything that seems as the ordinary, a lot of times people are hesitant to call 911. Even if they see something suspicious, many times they feel they don't want to bother 911, so they ignore it, they walk away, and they don't call. So that's a great resource to that person who doesn't want to make that nine one one call but still feels uncomfortable by something that he study see, Whether it's a backpack or a suitcase in front of a house of worship, whether it's a vehicle parked somewhere, whether it's a suspicious person taking pictures. Again, many times people will see that and not want to, in their words, bother nine one one. That's never a bother, but that number is the best way to get a hold of the NYPD to give us that information. Again, it's eight eighty eight NYC safe which is 888-692-7233 it's about vigilance it's also about partnership it's about access a lot goes on behind the scenes just wanted to speak about last night directly Friday night I get notified by the NYPD Intelligence Bureau with regards to the information that is now public so I immediately got on the phone with leaders of Atsala leaders of Shomran to get the information out we had a photo of the individual which was put out to the hotel members and show members. Uh, And and that
0: photo was Mm -hmm. before they apprehended him, right?
1: Yeah, this was before the apprehension, Yes, Because it was was Shabbos Friday night, as we know, over over 99% of the Jewish community who keep Shabbos, they don't have phones on them. So it's hard to get that electronically. But every hotel member and every show member, for the most part, they have their phones, they have their radios. So I had a conference call with the leadership of Hebra Hotzala, that's the entire citywide hotel, I just wanted to uh, to mention David Shipper, um, Ellie Sarabrowski, Abby Wurzberger, incredible people, incredible dedicated people, Simsar um Berger, who, uh, who truly truly got on the uh, got on the initiative of it and got that message out. You know, Yiddle Deich W nineteen put out the message. I told under the leadership of Yahil Kalish of Central Atsala. and Marsh Woolver and Flapush, it was a great partnership to get that message out. And yes, as you said, as you asked before. That was before the apprehension was made. And I started so speaking about Schumer, great leaders as well, C. Weil, Toby Chicago, Yankee Itzkowitz, you know, just a great team. And then, for Blappa, I tell you, you know, like I mentioned Marsh Schwilliger, Zisha Lacks, you know, it's just a, a great team together. We have our Cruiser and David Esquiel, does an incredible job. And that's all that's set the to tone by the mayor. You know, Mayor Eric Adams, very hands on mayor. We've I've never seen a mayor so hands on, so into public safety. Under his leadership, he has a great team, Joel Eisdorf, who serves as Senior Vice of the Mayor, we have Fred Kreisman, the Commissioner of the Mayor's Committee Community Affairs Unit, Nash Shapiro, Deputy Chief of Staff to the Mayor. This is what it's about. That's when I said to the police department. Got, you have know, Deputy Commissioner of Community Affairs, Mark Stewart, the Chief of Patrol, Jeff Madri. And I was on the phone last night on Chavez, I was on the phone with the uh, Chief of Intelligence, Tom Galati, and the Deputy Chief of, of Intelligence, John Hart getting the information, getting real-time real-time networking onto what we have here. Before I made that phone call, before we made that conference call with Hustella, before the decision was made to have a transmission go on the Hustella radio on a Friday night, asking every Hustella member to check their emails for that photo. And I'm going to tell you more in a moment. You know, the decision has to be made on how credible this is the threat and is it truly a cost message? Is it truly life-threatening? And the answer that I felt, was again, in in cooperation with the Intelligence Bureau of what we had, the answer was certainly yes. It's a big cry, it's a big responsibility to have over 2,000 people check their emails on Chavez. But if you look at the circumstances of what we had, and of course resulting in the arrest, is a resounding yes.
0: Now, and do we have, know if they have any accomplices who helped them as far as getting some of the weapons? Do we know who the targets are? One of the, I believe one of the men that arrested was from the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Do we know who they were targeting?
1: So there's no specific synagogue, no specific shul, no specific borough, which is why, like I mentioned, we had 2,000 people checking your emails. The idea we had something in place at six in the morning. We were we were hopeful, we were optimistic with the information that we had with our partners that an arrest should be, should be made you know, by 6 a.m. We were very hopeful, very optimistic because of very hard work, and thank God that happened. But there was a plan in place at six in the morning on Shabbos, if there was no arrest yet, we had a full citywide contingent consisting of a members and Shomer members that was going to go to, I would say, every synagogue, every house of worship of the Jewish faith, because that's what that was targeted, every synagogue in New York City with a photo, with information of what we had and they should be that to every synagogue from 6 in the morning until the service. Was there, until, until, until,
0: when was this, when were these two men apprehended by the police?
1: They were apprehended at approximately 11.20 p.m. Friday. Yeah,
0: so during the daytime, was there increased police presence in different shuls throughout the New York area, in addition to contacting Hatzalah and other Jewish groups?
1: You say daytime, you mean t- today or Friday? Today and Friday, yeah, so as soon as he got the oh. threat. As soon as the threat came in, there was an immediate deployment of, of additional police resources, police presence to Shul's. Absolutely there were. That was with Chief Jeffrey Madger, the Chief of Patrol. It was with uh, Deputy Commissioner affairs Mark Stewart under the leadership of Police Commissioner Keyshawn Sewell. Again, very hands-on police commissioner, a great police commissioner who directed a full response as soon as we had information of this of this threat. Yes, we did. And that's what we always do. And that's why you see the mayor's social media accounts. You see the mayor, again, very hands-on. Very, very into public safety directly. He sets the tone. He empowers us as police leadership to write down to the police officer on the street to serve the community, to be there for the community, to understand the concerns and the fear of the community. It's not just the police department's job to to keep people safe, but it's equally important for us to make people feel safe as much as we can. And that's what we do.
0: Because, you know, it's frightening, but according to a recent report, the FBI director said the Jewish community is under threat from all sides. And in fact, 63% of all religiously motivated, violent extremism incidents in the United States were motivated by anti-Semitism against the Jewish population. It totals only 2.4% of the American public. That's shocking. 63% are Jews are being attacked. So, uh, this is something which is very dangerous and uh, and this is just only one incident but it could be a tip of the iceberg so the question though is what are we doing to enhance security overall it's
1: a great question I'll answer it like this for so the work that we did last night you hear about the work that we did last night arrest at Penn Station arrest with our MTA police partners you know they always say that actions speak louder words last night on Friday night we had a serious threat that bull got rolling and an arrest is made. Thank God. Baruch Hashem. Thank God. Just a couple hours later. That is an incredible amount of police work. We have a Glock 17 firearm recovered with a 30 round magazine, large hunting knife recovered. That's an incredible, and incredible victory for law enforcement. It shows and sends a clear message to anyone looking to do harm to anyone in New York city, to any communities in New York city that, you will be arrested, you will be apprehended, and you will be prosecuted. Every terrorist, every criminal should take notice to this because this absolutely sends a clear message to anyone looking to do harm, not just to the Jewish community, but to any community. We will never tolerate criminal activity, we'll never tolerate fear, we'll never tolerate terrorism, and we will always use swift police resources to combat that. There are plenty, plenty of blankets of police protection that covers the people of New York City. Many that you do see, but also many that you don't see, whether it's our social media, whether it's our investigators online, whether it's our investigators undercover, but we have a tremendous amount of resources that we use legally and professionally now, to as make far, sure that no one committed an act against anyone in New York City.
0: As far as we know, these two individuals, were they targeting synagogues?
1: Yes, we believe so.
0: We yeah. believe so, okay. Synagogues. So, the, Jewish yes. the Jewish community, and of course, was this threat for today for Shabbos because they were apprehended? Was the threat for today?
1: It was a r- real-time threat that was active from last night that we had reason to believe was going to be carried out soon. We did not believe that they were going, they were going to wait. We believe that they wanted to do it soon. When you say soon, what
0: want. was today? Was just Shabbos? So, was mm-hmm. today the intended target? of when these two individuals wanted to do their dastardly deeds?
1: Again, like I said, we had the information late last night. We believed that really at the opportunity to inflict harm, their first opportunity, they would utilize that, which is why we took that immediate action. We weren't going to wait a day or two days or three days. We believed that as soon as they can commit an action against a group of people, we believe they would. They had no reason to wait on this one. We're not going to wait for them to do something, we're going to be proactive and be out there with swift police and legal police action that we build the trust with the community. We build the trust with every community and every community should look into this and to see that when they go to a house of worship, they go to a synagogue, they can rest assured that they can concentrate on their prayers, on the service and then they uh, don't have to worry as much about security, leave that to us. However, like I said, that phone number 888 NYC safe is a tremendous and great resource to anyone again who sees something suspicious. And again, they may not want to call 911. But that phone number is the best tool 888 NYC safe for anything that stands out as suspicious again, a suitcase, a car, a backpack, somebody looking around. Taking pictures, give us that phone call many times we'll get other phone calls and we may be, we may be able to connect that to something that is unknown by that caller. So always give us that information. Again, like we sell it, like we always say, if you see something, say something. And
0: that's so, so important. Now, what should Schulz be doing that they're not doing? Because obviously this was directed at Schulz. You have to interview. We apprehended them. But there's so much anti-Semitism that's lately coming to the fore. So will there be training sessions for shuls, how to protect themselves for individuals because we're so much at risk? And while other ethnic groups also have issues, I think we're the number one in the United States based on the FBI report. So as Chris knows, is anything going to be done in the future weeks to work with the Jewish community to make sure that the institutions are safe?
1: So one thing I did want to say is that we offer a free crime prevention survey to any house of worship and every house of worship in in New York City. What that means, you call the precinct, anyone has the precinct phone number, you can use any search engine and find the precinct phone number. If you don't know where your precinct is, you can do a Google search, you can do any type of online search with using any engine for an online search. Find my NYPD precinct. That will bring you to a link to put in your address. You put in your address, you'll see actually, you not only see your precinct that you live in or the house of worship is in, you will see who your NCOs are, NCOs are Neighborhood Coordination Officers. You will see the sector, every precinct in the city is divided into sectors. That means that we have say three or four or five different areas of every precinct that are called sector A, B, C, D or E, depending on which precinct you're in. We have three to five sectors in every precinct. You can see which officers in that precinct are your Neighborhood Coordination Officers. We give you the email addresses and the phone numbers, depending on who it is. You email, you call, that you'd like a crime prevention survey for your House of Worship. They'll get you in touch with a crime prevention officer and absolutely free and absolutely confidential, a crime prevention survey will be given to your House of Worship, to the leadership, whether it's the president, the rabbi, that will show exactly what we believe can help secure your House of Worship. And a lot of times, the vast majority of times, it's not an expensive fix if we see something that's efficient. For example, we may find a lack of lighting we may find overgrown bushes, we may find something that's so easy to correct, but can secure your house of worship so much that it's not noticeable to someone who sees something every day, but to a trained professional police officer who's actually trained in the crime prevention course of the NYPD, the six-day course that goes into a very thorough amount of detail about security, about residences, about buildings and houses of worship, where we look for things about Security And again, the recommendations that we make, whether it's some type of lock, whether it's, again, like I mentioned, like lighting, it's an easy fix many times, and it's a very inexpensive fix, but it can bring so much more security to your house of worship. So that's why I just wanted to put that out there again. Any search engine online, and you type in NYPD, find my precinct, or find my NYPD precinct. It'll give you a search bar with an address. You put your address in. It'll show you which precinct that building is in they will give you the sector that you're in. they will give you the two police officers who are responsible as neighborhood coordination officers for that sector with their contact information. There's two per sector. You can contact both of them at the same time via email, say, you know, I'm Rabbi so-and-so. I'm so-and-so, the president of this synagogue. I would like a crime prevention survey for my synagogue. They'll get back to you and they'll set it up. Again, it's 100% free it's 100% done by professionals of the NYPD and it can truly truly enhance security to a house of worship and to any buildings greatly at sometimes such a low low cost and again it's not, that's not just for synagogues also for residential locations the house apartment buildings buildings it's such a great resource it's a great tool that we just encourage as many people as we can to take advantage of that to help help harden
0: No, it's so important. We're going to give that information again. Uh, Where where can people contact you, actually the police department, so they can take advantage of the resources to try to protect us all? What's that number again?
1: So I'm going to give a couple of uh, contact information now. Like I said, if you go to any search engine online and you type in find my NYPD precinct. Do you have a phone with you actually right now?
0: I have a phone with me, yes.
1: Do you want to do it quickly while we're on here?
0: Um, let's, let's just give out the number again. It'll be much easier.
1: So if you do a search for find my NYPD precinct, I'm actually doing it right now. It comes on to a um, into right away nyc.gov website. I see right now find your precinct sector. I'm already on there. I put in any address. That'll go, like I mentioned, to the precinct, to the sector. So any search of find my NYPD precinct, that'll immediately you to that search. And that will absolutely, absolutely give you the two police officers responsible for that sector. That will help you with that crime prevention survey. And if, you, and, and if you don't have access to the Internet, then you can simply just call 311, give them your address, and they will give you the phone number to your precinct. So if someone listening does not have access to the Internet, by calling 311 they will also do the same thing. You get an operator, operator pretty quickly. Depending on when you call, but it's pretty swiftly, pretty quick. And an operator will look up your address for you, and will give you the same information: your prison just sectors, and contact information for both police officers.
0: And I want to thank you for your service because I I know and I know you for so many years, Inspector Richard Taylor, Commander at NYPD, the New York Police Department, for doing such wonderful work. And this was such a big thing to apprehend two criminals. Who thugs who wanted to inflict harm, who wanted to kill Jews. And due to the quick thinking of the NYPD and the FBI, they're able to stop this attack. May you continue in success. Thank you for your service. Thank you for all you do. I know it's not easy, but you're there always with a smile. And, uh, and, and I'm telling this is for your kids, uh, Richie. Your, your father is a star. He may not be on TikTok, but he's a bigger star. <laughs> So, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no, it's really true because you're saving lives each and every day. It's a 365 day a week job that you have. So, congratulations. I, uh, on...
1: I just want to reiterate: it's not really not really me at all. It's a tremendous, tremendous network of people of teamwork. You, have, you know, Naftali Rosenberg and Dr. Shomron, like I mentioned, the Shomron guys. Steve Wild uh, from Baruch Moskowitz. It's the fellow guys, the leadership guy I all mentioned just before. It's the people, and again, the tone is set directly from the mayor himself, from Mayor Eric Adams, to Police Commissioner Keyshawn Sewell right down the line, from every rank to the police officer on the beat. the tone is set about public service, the tone is set to ensure that public safety priority, which it is, there's no coincidence that this arrest was made just a couple hours after we got this intelligence warning. It was a tremendous amount of work that went into it. It was a tremendous amount of partnership and details that went into it. It was not by accident whatsoever. It was an extremely intensive search, a tremendous amount of information sharing, and a flawless operation with many, many partners leading to those arrests. And again, like I mentioned, that sets the tone to any criminal, to any person who feels they can commit a terrorist attack against anyone in your city, any community in, in, any community in New York city. You're arrested. And you'll be prosecuted.
0: Thank you again for your service. I look forward to having you back, and hope you get some sleep. I know it's been a busy day apprehending these two uh, people. who Want to?
1: Well, just, thank you. So much. Actually, just on that note, I wanted to end off. Like you're mentioning, like you're mentioning so much tonight, that we do have those 6,500 meals that are being served at the Labobish Conference in New Jersey. It's no secret, also, that we have a tremendous, a tremendous gathering. Also. In Brooklyn, 770, we have a tremendous amount of of activity tomorrow in the Jewish community, and we have a tremendous amount of police resources there, to it, tremendous amount of intelligence to that, and we also and we also have a great amount of a large partnership, a large network of partnership to keep everybody safe.
0: And with that, uh, I want to thank you, and that's Lisa and our segue. So, uh, thank you, uh, Richie Taylor, Inspector Richard Taylor, for all that you do. Look forward to having you back again, then and- uh, I'm sure forward,
1: I'll be, and I'll be at seven thirty tomorrow. If you rounds up. It'll, it'll be great to see you.
0: I'm hoping go to the Conference. We're going to talk about it in just a moment. Or so
1: also, but, I'll see you there, Zeb. I'll see you there.
0: God willing. Great job. Willing. Great job um, that you're doing, Richie Taylor, the inspector. Richie Taylor here on the Talkline Network. Hey, hey, this is Alan Dershowitz, um, inviting you to tune in to the Dershow, Show, the Dershow, Show, where we discuss the most important issues of the day. You know, the Dershow, Show. All that's missing is the wits. And that's what I need you for, to provide the wits. We broadcast Monday through Thursday evenings at 11 p.m., courtesy of Rumble on WVIP 93.5 FM HD2, TalkLineNetwork.com, and our 24-hour listening line at 641-793-0382. Please join us on The Dirt Show to really get a grasp of what's going on in our world today, and you'll hear it directly from me through my lens, which you know is always going to be your lens. So thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast, the pulse beat of the Jewish community.
1: For continuous Jewish programs, TalkLineNetwork.com or our 24-hour-a-day listen line at 641-741-0389. For past shows, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube, Instagram, and all major podcast platforms or jewishpodcast.org. Thanks for listening to network.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.